0: Hi, my name's Brody Moore, also known as LeafX, and I wanted to bring back my podcast, but I figured I needed to restructure it and change it with all the things I've learned throughout the years, and the format I had before on the Rocket League Dojo just didn't quite fit where everything had moved to in the scene. so. While trying to figure out what the podcast should be, I decided there's no better way to figure out than just to start doing it. And I decided I just want to sit down, press record, and have a conversation with some people in the scene. And these are going to be the result of it. Things may continue to change and grow, and the format might move around as I continue to do these. But for now, we hit record. We have a conversation. There's going to be some Rocket League talk, of course, but... Things are going to digress quite a bit. And if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, then you're in the right place. Stick around. If not, appreciate you watching this far. But if you do watch through, thank you for clicking. Thank you for watching. And I hope you enjoy whatever it is we're doing here. Hopefully, I've already introduced this uh, properly with a preamble here. If not, well, then you you don't get any introduction to this. Uh, I decided I'd, I'd hang out with some friends. We, we'd we sit down and do things a little differently. I thought back to the the podcast days of the RL Dojo, and it was a little different. So I wanted to sit down. What better way to start it really is, you know, with the guy that I started my whole new career with, and, and him as well, uh, Adam Thornton, AKA Lawler. I probably already introduced you beforehand, but here's the a, here's a second one. You deserve 2,000 of them. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. But we'll take it <laughs> fair enough yeah it's it's been a while man uh everybody's been busy but you've been on a grind the past little bit here we're definitely going to talk about um about the studio but quick quick give me how how's your energy levels because like it's exciting what's going on but obviously there's got to be some burnout
1: i mean three years of daily content just kind of puts anybody in a funk plus on top of like running videos and this and that Mm -hmm. like i mean even like going to majors it's like. For us, that's such a celebration, like getting to see friends and family and, you know, people that, you know, you've, you've spent so much of your life with, uh, and then to, on top of that, shoot content with V1, my own channel stuff, recaps at night, blog, and then whatever content I'm shooting on top of that on the outside is just like, I didn't really ever get to enjoy those events because mm-hmm. I was just running around with my head cut off, so. Uh, when you came out finally for Rotterdam the first time that we've seen yeah. it since Madrid was the first time that I was like I'm here to do stuff with V1 I'm not doing mm-hmm. daily videos and like I can actually enjoy and be so it's it's been a weird adjustment I'm one of those people that like I go kind of stir crazy when I'm not working on stuff mm-hmm. so not having daily videos it'll be like seven o'clock at night and I'm like what do I do like what do I, am <laughs> I, am what, I what, supposed what to watch next? tv like <laughs> it, it just it feels really weird so yeah. Uh, I am getting back to it, but it's also allowing me to like have some like mental health stuff, put time and effort into other stuff, which is, it's been really cool. So it's a weird adjustment after you know it being so different for the past seven years of my life, six years of my life. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, I
0: want to I want to ask about that too because uh, I know if, uh, like one of the things you love to do was was get out with buddies up to cottage and stuff like that. that that's that's a, a way to decompress. That's a way to to yep. find that space, especially in nature. I think more people need to spend time in nature not enough people i always said when someone's upset i'm like just go look at a freaking tree just look at the tree and and you've honestly oryx you feel better sometimes but uh yeah
1: it's i mean we took we took a vacation for the first time in like seven years um yeah extended my stay after rotterdam i stayed in amsterdam extra couple days with some friends and some coworkers and stuff which was really cool um you know last week or the week before like i just left town for a week and just didn't care Mm -hmm. like i'm just like i'm gonna go somewhere because i can. You know, I've got a a vacation coming up that I've actually got already booked, like flights are ready to go. So it's like, these are things that, you know, when we were doing RLCs back in our day, it's like I was flying 130,000 miles a year, like it wasn't a possibility. So yeah, just uh, a lot of focus on the, uh, a lot of focus on the physical and mental health, which Mm -hmm. has been kind of that way since COVID really, really did us in. So trying to take next steps in that as well and in other aspects of my life.
0: Where you going? Yeah, it's been nice, man. Where you going? Arizona. Arizona. Arizona? Why would, What's in Arizona? Isn't that just a bunch of dirt? Uh, you going to make an album one, with uh, Turtle? Is, isn't yeah. he in Arizona? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're collabing. No, <laughs> uh, nobody needs me on the track. Yo, who no, wants Adam? I got some, uh, rapping. I'm down for it. I am. Uh, I'm meeting the
1: girlfriend's parents. It's uh, oh, a little pressure, but
0: okay, okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, I assume it's going good then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's been like the one thing in my life that has been like stable. That has been. Hmm. It's tough to, to really put into work. That's about yeah, ba- very happy.
0: That's a balance too though. Right. Like it, yep. it and because especially with, with how much, especially with the, the studio, again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, but like with the, the studio, all the are grinding on the fact that you had to transition into trying to find, you know, after, um, for the past few years now to trying to find, okay, what's my footing? What's my content? What, what can I con- contribute that, that in itself, finding your footing takes so much time, so much mental uh, preparation to have a relationship uh, now it, it is like, uh, do you f- do you feel like you've got the time or is this still s- like adding on something now to to all the, the pressure and the, the go, go, go of it all?
1: Uh, I think you make time. Like, uh, again, I feel like if it's something that's important to you, you find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always gotcha. believed that, like yeah. even when it comes to relationships or otherwise, it's like, I don't care how busy our work schedules are, we're both gonna accommodate in the ways that we can to make sure that it can be healthy. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that's ever been an issue for me. Um, it's just a matter of if this lifestyle is understood by the other half. Mm-hmm. Because it is not normal. You know, the amount of time and effort that, you know, creators put in as well as, you know, broadcast talent, this and that. It's like, hey, we have plans for this. Well, I'm sorry, I got booked for this event and I've got to hop on a plane. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll see you next week. You know, it's like st- some of that stuff is out of your control. But- yeah. Yeah, I think, again, the adjustment phase of post-RLCS and getting into the content side and, like, trying to figure out, like, selfishly what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. is... It is definitely a mental grind, and, again, you just don't know when that next paycheck's coming, but I also Mm -hmm. made sure even early in RLCS, like, I was one of the few guys that branched out of Rocket League. You know, I started doing PUBG very early and, like, BR stuff, so um, I am financially better off than I ever was you were with, good at saving too
0: I was something I was yeah. I could not do yeah. I, I remember you 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 had really good foresight in just saying hey you know we don't know if any of these careers are gonna last I'm I'm gonna make sure that I'm good if, if they don't so you you've always been a good at that
1: yeah I think it's just there's been a lot of opportunities that have presented themselves you know very mm-hmm. thankful obviously to version one and, and the fact that they treat us the way they do like me and supersonic we've seen numerous community casters mention it like yeah, our situation with them is is so unique compared to everybody else's and obviously 2023 is going to be interesting to see how that that evolves mm-hmm. just because of the budget cuts and everything else but you know who what other casters you know are contracted like again everybody thinks that I'm signed to be one which I'm not like mm-hmm. I'm fully freelance I can go and do whatever I choose to but like what other casters not only do their shows are also in person sometimes and then they also because i do have the content creation side they bring me out as like an influencer to help with other stuff and mc their watch parties and all Mm -hmm. these other things Mm -hmm. even though i'm still not associated to the org like it's it's a really unique uh relationship that not many others get to like it is truly the dream as a as a community caster to be able to be like hey this org is really backing you to the way they do it's it's a very special circumstance so very appreciative of that but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still do a bunch of freelance stuff and you know go to packs and dream hacks and all that kind of stuff to work. So, between that, and the YouTube and and the
0: streams and all that kind of stuff, it's like we're doing okay. We're, we're doing okay. That's good. No, that's good to hear. It. Cause like that, I mean, obviously it, it, it's something that that we we all have at the back of the back of our heads, you know, like it's, it's always there in the back of mine. It's uh, everyone, especially you mentioned it too, with, with a recession coming up, there's budget cuts across the board, like everywhere, every single tech company out there, budget cuts. uh, And really no one's, I mean, no one ever is really safe, but at this point it's becoming more and more so. So like to, to be able to bounce back, I've seen so many times where, where people just, something happens to them and then they don't, they're not able to get their footing down or they don't know what steps to take and they uh, they can't find that next step for themselves. So like, well, like what were the initial, let's take you back to those painful days. Let's take you back to like uh, when, you, when it first happened. It's when what it free, is yeah, <laughs> it's like, what, 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 what were the emotions for you going through and how did you like shut down any uh, negative emotions and just make sure the positive emotions came forward to, to be able to get yourself? Like if someone had to go through this right now, What's their starting steps to stay in the right headspace?
1: I mean, the I've always been pretty level-headed. I think mm-hmm. you and I can both agree on that. Like, I always try to assess things well, from like, level-headed
0: uh, until it's three in the morning and we're hanging out in a hotel room. The, <laughs> that's uh, that's, a, that's a <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's chaos.
1: <laughs> there's certain things that in inebriated states. <laughs> a g- giggle session. At, but, <laughs> yeah, um but no, like you look at the like the perspective of it. It's like the understanding. Like I've never had any animosity with psionics like we've talked a Mm -hmm. lot over the years like i still communicate with those guys pretty pretty recently like i'm still doing press for them at these events Mm -hmm. you know so like clearly we have a good enough relationship um but in that moment it's like you you know reality kind of sets in it's like okay i need to Mm -hmm. i identify what my next steps are because again like next paycheck like for for a lot of you guys even now like rlcs is your bread and butter and if that goes Mm -hmm. away it's like Mm -hmm. what do you pivot and i have a lot of concerns for the guys in the rlcs of like if goes away and they continue to strip away and we see you know more people released like i don't know what you guys transition into like i hope as you're starting to see jorby and corelli and yourself and everybody else start to make content and stuff YouTube, it, yep. you guys got to do it before it's too late you have to get ahead yep. of it and set yourself up for success same thing we preach to the players of like i understand it's not something you maybe want to do but this is going to give you long-term success after your career eventually does mm-hmm. you know go away so um I'm lucky that I've always kind of never put my eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. and like have diversified. So after I found out the information and had the situation go down and and it became reality, Mm -hmm. you know, I put out that tweet about like, hey, like I'm not coming back. And then I turned off my phone and I watched football with my friends and family. Like I, I removed myself the situation. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of that self-realization of like, wow, you don't really realize what kind of impact you have on people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, we're always on the grind. We're always pushing forward to the next event, you know, prepping. So to take that step back and become self-aware of the situation and like see the responses that I was getting, it was just like, wow, like I didn't, you don't really realize like what kind of effect you have on other people. Yeah. And then to see people that I well-respected like golden boy and stuff like that, you know, say the things they were, and yeah. you know, kind of have your back, um, that kind of happened. So all that happened. And then it's like, okay, because I do have the financial stability that I was looking for and set myself up for success. <laughs> try to be uh, easier than done it was um i basically asked myself like selfishly what do i want to do the first decision was i never want to go back to a nine-to-five i don't want to work a desk job i don't want to go to school like these are things that i i don't want to do so it became my motivator it's like i'm gonna you know i'm I'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure that i work harder and never let hard work and work ethic be an excuse for why i'm not successful or why i'm not able to work in this industry Mm -hmm. so That became, you know, an experiment on the YouTube channel with, you know, custom apps with Lethemir and this and that. And eventually it's like, you know, as you get more and more reps and experience with it, you go back and start to look at the analytics. And it's like every single video that I do news coverage or express my opinion on the game or pros or this or that is the ones that do the best. So it's like I've been doing this already for five years on my YouTube channel. Why not lean into that full time? And then it, you know, started to find success and sustainability. And then with that, it's like, you know, every day was like stream stream 10 to four in the afternoon and then record a video. And then after you record the video, you know, you have to edit it, watch mm-hmm. it render, make a YouTube. And it's like, I was working 10 AM to 4 AM every day for like a year and a half, just so I could get enough revenue to pay for an editor to then alleviate some of that. So I had free time to work on other projects. Mm-hmm. And that's when you saw like the brawl pop up and you know, it's like, you're always just trying to uh, challenge yourself. And then, you know, through the YouTube channel, it's like I got approached by uh, Sportsnet. Sportsnet's like, yo, let's mm-hmm. run a TV show. Let's. So it's like you just never know. Um, there's a lot of things that you like think back on. Like ESPN and I were supposed to have a TV show. Like we were obviously doing the brawl with ESPN. We had a really good relationship. And the intention was to go to uh, for the Intel World Open and do like field reporting for ESPN as like a trial. And then the hope was to give a move to Connecticut a brand new studio for myself and Arter Ocal. We were going to do an esports show for ESPN esports and all that kind of stuff. And then that went away. So it's like there's extreme highs and lows throughout the entire time. But from everybody I've talked to that has been in this industry or has faced these challenges, if you work hard and put the right, you know, you network the right way and all that kind of stuff, like you will find a way. It's just the whole like one door closes, another one opens thing. It sucks right now. It's unfortunate, but you will find a way to be successful if you're meant to. So, yeah. I, again, a lot of a lot of hurdles along the way, but also very thankful for the situation that I'm in. So, yeah. Just work hard, but selfishly decide what you want to do. You know what? If you, if you have the circumstance, happens.
0: I think what is uh, what's good about doing the podcast this way is you talking there. I just suddenly had forty branches I wanted to just go off on, and we can do that. Uh, I'm gonna digress heavily into that ESPN thing. I'm I'm actually curious. Um, I've got a little bit of insight too, just with with doing television shows and and you know mm-hmm. talking to networks and stuff. But it's like, what what is your perspective dealing with with a you know group like ESPN of their their perspective of esports and shows? Because we've seen so many shows, G4 TV, RIP, yeah. you know, like RIP twice. Uh, you know, it's like we we we've seen the shows I've been on, and none of them find a way to stick around and i've i've been on them and i say, I've, you know for the most part people just don't care about the style of content what i have did you get any insight of, of the you know the big wigs perspectives on esports and how yeah. that content should be portrayed
1: i mean it's the nice thing is they gave us a lot of like they were going to give us a lot of creative control we were working with um i don't know if you remember tish tish photos he did stuff for panda global now he's with chess.com okay. um creative director really intelligent guy Uh, And we wanted to do more over-the-shoulder content, more like documentary stuff, more player interview focus. We wanted to be able to branch traditional and non-traditional, bring in traditional athletes and showcase that this is a a valid thing. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of that comes with like funding, knowing that you're operating at a loss and setting that precedent so long term eventually that stuff will turn over and a lot of people just don't have the funding to make that happen yeah they don't have the ability to bleed for years and become a staple because That's esports in again general. You're, That's... <laughs> you're, you're, you're trying we're to get bleeding. that roi right <laughs> yeah you're like you're trying to get that roi you're trying to be like hey marketing like we're actually trending in a positive direction and mm-hmm. luckily we we're able to do that with brawl like one of the things that i i'm really proud of is one of the most viewed embedded plat like programs of all of espn esports app is my tournament. Oh, that's awesome. You should be one of the most awesome, like one of the most viewed tournaments of all time. And it's like, I think that's a testament to not only the fact that Rocket League is super accessible, Mm. but it it is a trend that is following in a different direction. The amount of young kids now that don't pay for cable subscription, but they have ESPN on their phones. They can watch that stuff works out really well. Mm So again, it's kind of that innovation and, and having the creative freedom to like lean into that stuff. And it's part of the reasons why it's like we were brought on. It's like we trust you guys to know what you're doing let's provide you an opportunity so you guys can create Mm -hmm. and evolve and see what it turns into so um the difficulty though is then COVID hits and espn being in the old ways that they are go hey all of our sports are are not able to be done right now so let's cut the one thing that's working yeah yeah (laughs) you know again but uh, you know you rely on what you know you know they've been successful they haven't lost money in 60 some years why yeah you know why break what has worked for you for so long so again you kind of understand to a point but it's like this is when you guys should be doubling down on the thing that is so positive right now we just switched online and we kept going and they're like crap what do we do and they fired all their writers they fired all their staff they got rid of the entire department and now they're going to pay dividends long term because eventually sports is going to continue to thrive yeah and uh they're gonna have to get back in when it's more expensive
0: so i think that's That's something that is like we have to understand too, is like we're so gung ho about e- eSports like we you know it's like, oh, well, of course it's going to continue on. It's only steadily gotten bigger since the early 2000s, and it's still getting bigger, right mm-hmm. and so we see that, but then for them, they know I mean sports has been decades and decades and decades of this kind of entertainment, so they oh we're in the, we're definitely in the century area, yeah, yeah. like
1: NFL's been around for a hundred and four hundred five years now uh-huh. like, it it didn't happen overnight.
0: Like it's come a long way. Yeah. And they and they know, like, okay, well, this is going to be safe. We have to stay safe if we want to be long term. So it's understandable. But yet, it also hurts as the people involved in that were like we we know this is gonna continue on. Stay with mm-hmm. us, right? So yeah, it is it yeah. can be infuriating when the when those bigwigs make those decisions. But I I'm here's something that has started to it's always been I try to look at like the the purpose of of the purpose of life half the time, but it's like taking steps back from taking steps back from that. Though the purpose (laughs) of of or or making a product in in esports in in general is like it feels like everything nowadays revolves around ad revenue. Like just just I mean, you look at the biggest companies in the world, Google um, is like these guys make a lot of their money off of the advertisement. I mean, there's a few companies that do hardware like Apple and that, but it's It feels like there's they're not like tangible things. It's like I'm just money is made around selling products, but then it's not the products. Sure, those products make money, but it's Google makes more money from the ads. So it's feels like esports revolves around ads, and it's like what kind of tangible products can we can can we make? Like it's not as easy as with sports. You can you can sell tickets and fill up a stadium every week, right? Like you you can make and then the merch that's there too. But esports it feels a little bit harder to create that tangible product that's not just selling advertising.
1: Yeah, I think so, but at the same time I look at like YouTubers and this and that and the biggest sell for esports is it's your ideal demographic. You know, it's 99% mm-hmm. dominated male. Uh it's an age where it's like 18 to 35 year olds, like it is your number one consuming point. People that are going yeah. to pay and buy the thing that you want the most is exactly what esports is. So, I think that has a massive draw and appeal. It's just a matter of having the backing and the numbers to prove like this is valuable. Like you have a crazy marketing budget every single year to spend on ad space and promotions and all that kind of stuff. And why not this thing that literally ticks all the boxes of what you want? It's mm-hmm. why I'm super surprised that Sionix hasn't really uh, been able to secure more. Like, I'm glad they just picked up Ally or Ally or whatever the heck it is. But, like, it still surprises me that both endemic and non endemic, that obviously Sionix has to be very, very safe about what uh, sponsors they bring in. But I'm surprised that they don't have more considering how perfect of a product Rocket League. So, um, again, it's, it's much, it's much more difficult than we make it out to be. But yeah, it's, I, I think especially now with the way that the world is trending for 2023, like Uh blur cutting back, they want more of a surefire thing. They don't want a pipe dream, uh, early investment with, a a a hopeful return on investment later there. They want like, give me the proof, show me the numbers, and then we're gonna come in way under than what we normally would have, anyway. I guess so the, I, the the I, days of like twenty thousand dollar like, here's a sponsorship thing for twenty k is like, it's not it's not like that. Anymore.
0: Yeah, I want I guess I want to phrase it better because I, I don't think I, I I said it. was like how do how do how do companies bring that product to first party right because with with advertisement it's it's third party right like I say you're reliant on that outside. Is there have you ever had any ideas that you're like, oh, we could do that? I mean, here's a simple example of like, for instance, watching an esports game in VR and selling a VR ticket to, for, for, yeah. for people to sit in the stadiums with proximity comms. Um, yeah, I think there's, kind of
1: I think the easiest way is like you look at Dickey's Arena for the world championship and mm-hmm. a lot of missed opportunity. Um, uh, one of the benefits of being around version one is like I've been, I've been privileged to also learn through osmosis. And, mm-hmm. you know, work alongside their partnerships team and this and that and like kind of see how the actual corporate side of things work. And it's like, you're seeing these people that are worth billions of dollars, you know, 40, 50, 60 billion dollar corporations that are like, this literally feels like the NFL 40 years ago. And I'm like, this is exactly why you should get involved, because you have that knowledge and that foresight to be able to say this is what it could be. But now we have the chance to control that narrative and innovate and and find a way to do this. So. The opportunity is there. You just got to find the people that are willing to take that risk. That's always what it comes down to. You you have to find the people Mm -hmm. with the money in the corporate that are willing to double down and invest and get in early, even though it may not have the same level uh, of enticement. And that comes down to then the partnership teams and everybody else involved to promote it or pitch it in a way that makes sense that they get their investment return. But it also appeases the fan base. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I think esports consumers are very self-aware of like, don't just shove ads in my face. I don't care. It's Mm -hmm. going to be a deterrent. So it's more so innovating a way of rather than spending millions upon millions of dollars for a Super Bowl ad for 30 seconds, just so people see it. How can you do it in a way that is actually engaging or Mm -hmm. is going to be well received? I think that's the disconnect is finding a way to um, find a unique and exciting way to engage that appeases both the sponsor as well as the people in partnerships and the fans and everybody else who are actually the ones receiving the product. So um Again, it's gonna it's gonna take some time, but eventually someone's gonna figure it out, and then you're gonna see it it boom in esports. It's gonna happen. It's just a matter of who figures it out first.
0: Can Can you figure it out? Do you have any ideas? Any? Well, how do we br- How do we bring uh, this revenue first party? How do we? If it, for no anybody, comment. it's not just it's like Sonics right or anything for everybody. <laughs> what are your ideas? No what your million dollar ideas? Put them out there.
1: No comment. He's a, he's, uh, a, yeah,
0: he's already signing contracts to work with multi million dollar organizations for all of his some, ideas. Uh,
1: some of those things are definitely NDA. And, uh, <laughs> There is people who are willing to spend a so you think, hefty you, penny.
0: So there's people that, that are, you, from your perspective, already trying to jump on this stuff. Like you think that yep. that is the direction people are trying to go away from this third-party revenue model.
1: There is people who understand the opportunity in esports right now looking at it the way that it is, mm-hmm. the way that the ecosystem has provided. Um, and it's even better when they get to come in person and see it with their with their own two eyes of mm-hmm. like, wow, this is this is better than the traditional sports game I went to. And we are missing out on this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity. Uh-huh. And you go, yeah. And they go, I got to tell everybody. I know. Like, it is going to happen and it's going to be sooner than people think. So... Um... Yeah. There's a lot of things I would love to provide specifically. <laughs> spill, spill the
0: beans. No, yeah, no. It,
1: there is a I will say there's a lot of money to be made in this industry right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean you, you talked about yeah. the demographics, that's 100% true. I mean there there that well, again, maybe we got that bit of that recession coming up over the next few years, but it's still it's uh, it, it it will be, it's going to bounce back, right? After that. So, it's the well, that's the question now is for for these companies is it is it better for them to try to stay involved in a grassroots element in in any esport that they're they're already involved in say it is just a sponsor or say it's a, a company trying to work with a first- party company to, to generate a product do they put things on hold right now or I mean like obviously we're not big wig um billionaires that have made a fortune doing this stuff i mean what is your opinion on what they should do over the next couple years during like a recession i mean right
1: now with esports i think the the crazy thing from like third party watching is that a lot of these esports companies were overvalued significantly oh yeah no kidding and then you got crazy crypto deals and this and that and are going into things that are not solidified Mm -hmm. Uh, see all the difference with blockchain and everything else you see the ftx deal which is a massive scam when you're talking overnight tsm lost 320 million dollars in revenue over 10 years Mm -hmm. just like that and it's like well yeah that's what happens when you invest and you take this deal that's kind of not solidified it is a risk so i i look at the companies that and the orgs that have like actual backing venture capitalists things that are stable as long as the economy bounces back like it always should these are people that are going to stay afloat. And then you look at these other companies that have kind of tried to be on the forefront and and make these adjustments and make these investments. And all of a sudden it's like you're firing employees left and, light, uh, left and right. You have massive layoffs. You are not paying people on time. You're not able to uh, pay out on the projects that you promised. And mm-hmm. you're doing all these things because you've been able to get away with it for so long. So while it sucks and <laughs> you're seeing a lot of people kind of being left without jobs, I think you can talk about the EG guys as a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which is unfortunate, is these are people's livelihoods and you, you think you find sustainability, but we all know there is no sustainability in esports right now. It's just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think just like COVID, it is going to take us to go through a refinement period and it's going to make us better long term. Yeah, Just like COVID showed, like, you know what? Not everybody needs to be in the office 40 hours a week because people are more efficient when they can just focus in on what they have without mm-hmm. distractions. Mm-hmm. you are saving money on electric bills and office spaces and all these types of things. Um, the traditional expectation of what work has been in the workforce and the labor force for the past 40 years needs to change. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's better ways, more efficient ways to do it. And the same thing can be said about esports. Esports is still a baby. It's only been around for like, what, three decades? Like, there's a lot of things that if people are willing to take risks and, and move forward and take those appropriate steps, like you could be a trendsetter that isn't bleeding money all the time, but that is always easier said than done. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just saying this through observation and my experience in the scene and, and what I've seen, but obviously things are significantly more complicated than what meets the yeah. eye and there's a lot more factors and, and shoot, look at the complications of even like a roster change. Uh, imagine that, but you're talking billions of dollars and, you know, hundreds of employees and like it's insane. So mm-hmm. yeah, way easier said than done.
0: Yeah. I, I uh, again, I, I'm, cur- I'm curious about this because we're, as, as we see companies i think the the big thing has been i mean marvel's done a fantastic job of this with the the the, just the multiverse idea the idea that all of these products come together to create another product right you you have crossover of of things i mean in the video game space you're seeing it a bit more too i mean you yeah you have meta talking about the metaverse you have fortnite that has literally every character in the world in it right you're seeing these crossover do if we take that to the next level do you think there's a way for um companies, whether it's, whether it's developers, whether it's entertainment companies like your organizations to generate a product that allows someone to, again, instead of trying to rely on a, a third party, um, just advertising in this one entertainment space here to create, a, you know, a, a multiverse or a metaverse for that company, you know, if we just target out like G2, V1, whatever, an organization can then say, hey, instead of showing advertisement here, we're advertising another product that we make that people go there and spend money. We're advertising again, the a VR uh, ticket, or we're, we're advertising a theme park. I don't know. I'm just throwing it, but like, do you think that maybe that's a a, a way that companies could, they should look more holistically at, at their product rather than relying on that. Again, that third part, I just don't like the idea of relying on. Third yeah. Parties, I think it's, you
1: know? again, I think it's really difficult. Like I think if we take a, like a big step back and and look on the outward it, Um, love or hate Fortnite it it changed our industry Uh it it did Uh a lot of really cool things and money was just thrown because Epic has unlimited with their their royalty model with their (laughs) their engine Um, but I mean you can look at Ninja as a prime example love or hate them the guy transcended past video games and changed the industry and gave the opportunity for gamers Uh to not only secure like ludicrous contracts both him and Shroud getting out on the best end of that with uh, Meta Mm -hmm. but it really showcased what an influencer in the gaming space can be. I think that's where it stems from, is understanding that with your target audience, these creators have a lot of influence and power over the typical demographic from 12 and up, right? Like, these are people that are extremely influential, and it is up to the creators to make sure that, you know, they take the responsibility and do that the right way uh, because of the moralities behind it. But I think organizations are starting to realize the weight that these that these creators have and by using them and utilizing them the right way then they can start making content of their own and then the revenue source is that ad revenue that google and everybody else is willing to pay so much for so you know you're seeing how successful it can be where an esports organization like hundred thieves was shit Mm -hmm. for years they didn't win anything because it's not easy to win in the lcs and everything else took them like three four years before they had a successful season But they had incredible branding. They were a clothing brand. They made awesome content with big names like Valkyrie and Courage and Nate Shot. And that revenue became reliable. Like it was something that they can build off of. I mean, I haven't looked at 100 Thieves content in a long time, but I bet you, dude, I'll do it right now. Yes. (laughs) If I pull up their YouTube channel, let me read their views. Like 68K, 100K, 118K, 150K, 60K, 130K. And that's like daily content, sometimes more than once a day. So you're averaging roughly fifty thousand views per video once a once a day. And like revenue states that if you pull roughly four to five hundred thousand views based upon ad rates, mm-hmm. you're averaging anywhere from three to five thousand dollars. And yeah. that money can then be reinvested and it's like that is sustainable and that allows you to then take that revenue as you continue to grow.
0: I suppose. So like,
1: again, it's it's like there is ways to lean into that type of stuff and grow from it. It's just what that next step is going to be, how we get to the next step past that. Like someone's going to figure it out, and it's going to be the new trend, and everybody's going to hop on.
0: I I'd, I'd say though goes. that the influencers are still um, and and like again like you there's you're never going to like having ad revenues solo always going to be good. Um, but I yeah. I think maybe to. To uh, on, on topic, a good point you pull, pulled out the 100 Thieves thing. They got an energy drink as well, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, like like orgs can't just be, I'm an esports team. It's why I'm so excited to see stuff like uh, Charlie, Moist Critical, and Ludwig, yeah. whether you love or hate them or anything like that. Like, that is two powerful influencers that have a lot of experience in this space. Mm-hmm. And not only are they insightful on the fact that they know what goes into making like an influencer happy and like the things that you should take care of. But when Ludwig's putting out a video or or Charlie's putting out a video and it's pulling a million plus views every single time, you can double down and continue to increase your own. I mean, look at Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is the most sub to YouTuber. Like, he's got like 125 million subs, and his channel is literally about giving back to people. Yeah. And some people still get upset about it. But, like, yeah, at the end of the day, the guy's pulling in massive revenue. You see how he innovates by having uh, subtitled versions of all of his content or dubbed versions of all of his content in hundreds of languages and like love him or hate the guy. Like he has understood that, not everybody speaks English, so let's branch out of that. We yeah. have gaming channels, we
0: have this, we have that. Like, well, he's also branched out into into other products. Again, I, I still feel yeah, like, like the the advertising it, is like be... a layer here, but you need that found that What is the if we take away advertising, what is what is my product? And he he started to do that. Okay, let's make gamer snacks, let's make a, a food chain. Yep. So he's he's smart, and and that's what I'm thinking. Like everyone should be, in my opinion, aiming for is that that product you can still sell. If all that advertising money goes... If that advertising money goes away, he loses his YouTube revenue, yeah. right? Like it's gone. Yeah. Like um, I look you know, at it in
1: there. the the most simplistic sense of big name YouTuber starts secondary channel, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, a, I'm Sunless Khan and I want to start a cooking channel. Mm-hmm. That cooking channel that has no videos immediately pulls 10, 20, 30,000 subs, mm-hmm. which takes some people decades to build. That is, by word of mouth, an easy way to start a business mm-hmm. that normally... You would have to hope it starts with a Kickstarter or it goes viral through like you just never know. Like David Dobrik has some pizza place in L.A. or something like that that has a line out the door around the corner despite all the controversy that happened with him. It's mm-hmm. like, again, there is real businesses that you can survive off of by because you worked hard and you, you know, you have this influence and this fan base and you kind of get a jumpstart over other people.
0: So what what uh, I'm going to ask you cuz uh, another example would be uh, uh Linus from uh from Linus Tech Tips you know they they sell uh, they went through and they they made their own screwdrivers like all their yep. own uh dies everything and they it took them years hundreds of thousands of dollars to make but I think it's cuz they realized there's a there's the the possibility if you lose they made floatplane which is their side thing it's a subscription yeah. thing it's first party revenue it goes to them it's their product they made they're not relying on YouTube's thing if you had to look at uh, one of your favorite brands, uh, you know, you have it as V1. Is there a product you would like to see V1 branded that you'd be like, yeah, I'm on that, like a, a V1 car or a, like what? Is there a, a physical product that's not reliant on advertising revenue from any of your favorite uh, brands stuff. that you'd like to see? <laughs> it is, but I think that's where mm-hmm. I think that's where orgs need to go, or or, or just a, any of these things that are reliant again on and entertainment in general, esports. We need to start looking at a product that is is ours. It's a first party product. Yeah that's not there. What, what do you, what do you think? Yeah.
1: I don't know if I have any, like, that's something that I would like definitely want to be like sat down and brainstormed. It's yeah, a really it, good question it, yeah. because I think that is the the golden answer, right? Like how can we create this thing or do mm-hmm. this thing that will sustain itself outside of the yeah. reliance of others? Um, you know, providing a thing that people like, but now it's better, you know, like the, the LTT like screwdriver is incredible. It's like, it has everything you need and they did that through wear and tear, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm using the screwdriver, I'm annoyed by these things. So let's make one that's better, you know, and that's the innovation that we continue to see over the years from just inventors and creative people across the board. So yeah, I think that is something that hopefully, you know, organizations also lean into. They have a department that that is part of the, you know, that is part of the process of like, okay, well, we have merch, we have this, we have content creation, we have all these things. But, you know, what kind of stuff are we doing to innovate? to to keep ourselves ahead of the curve mm-hmm. whether it is uh an energy drink or you know what have you so yeah man i i'm not that creative of a person so I, you're asking the wrong guy but yeah, yeah it's fun when to i figure it out that. yeah when i figure it out like you better believe i'm gonna pitch it under an nda and yeah there, you're so. making sure I get a piece of that <laughs>
0: we'll get to 100 hundred hundred thieves themed adult toys that's that's the next big pick- thing We'll i mean so i mean it's the largest industry in the world so maybe yeah that maybe maybe we're thinking about this all wrong we're wrong de- wrong demographic we're going after <laughs> touch, uh, touch grass kids that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> on uh but, but right now a lot of the model does come though from uh from revenue we obviously that has to be something that sustains us through so back on the to- topic of youtube um and, and for you specifically, you know, one thing I want to do with these podcasts is see if we, I want to try to learn as much as I'm going to extract the information out of your brain because yeah. I've been on on my own grind and I've, I'm I'm so obsessed with analytics and, and trying to figure patterns. What is it that makes me, what's my, my click-through rate? What is my retention? How do I increase that? Um, have you... Paid a lot of attention to that stuff. Have you, or was it still just trying to lay out the groundwork and then learning, or are you now in that learning phase of trying? Okay, how do we how do we maintain an audience and increase that audience from here? Now have you got that yet? Yeah,
1: I mean, for for a really long time, obviously, three years of content of doing kind of the same formula, um, and it, it is something that I'm interested to see on how others come to the same conclusion because there is other people that are starting to do content and stuff like that. I'm like, you guys are doing what I did three years ago, and it's great because it it provides different opinions, different perspectives. You look at talk shows and all that kind of stuff for, for multiple sports. They all rehash the same topic, but you wanna hear your other favorite personalities talk about it. And the more, the better. It gets more people invested in the scene. I'm all for it. Um, but I think they're gonna run into the same situation to where while surface level stuff is great, you are going to run into the issue that this is such a such a specific niche. You were talking about mm-hmm. Rocket League and not just Rocket League, the sport, which, um, kinda runs out like I have seen my channel when it comes to growth plateau. There is some topics that pop off because it is enticing and it, mm-hmm. and it encourages whether it be drama or this or that or a player gets banned or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but as a standstill like it doesn't go up or down. It's stable. The people who love it love it and that's it. So mm-hmm. um you know through analytics I recognize long form content, passion projects and pieces, high production quality is is the play. And it's like I'm going to reinvest in myself to see if I can provide that. And it is a risk a hundred percent. Yeah, Um, but based upon the things that I've seen and noticed, it's just like, this has no room to grow. Like it is done. Like I have hit the That's peak hard. from what I can. And it's like, okay, so what are those next steps that I can do? So looking at the analytics and those types of things, it's like, mm. okay, production quality is definitely a thing. Like I have the thing people want to hear, but I need the bells and the whistles and the the pizzazz you know the flash the the fancy lights that that really keep people around visually and it's like okay well how and the do studio I do looks that? great by the way that, that yeah I mean, like that I, video is fantastic yeah, sh- yeah shout outs to creative edge and, and Green bay i think they again they're, they're a group creative production company they're incredible at what they do um and luckily i have connections with them so we're able to make things work i was gonna but say yeah, did you
0: did you reach out is this a partnership thing or or how did how did this come to be uh, part of it is networking,
1: and part of it is both of us wanting better for our area. That's awesome. Um, there's a there's a lot of plans in motion of. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Wisconsin just isn't really on the map, um, for a lot of people. Like, yes, we have a football team that's very successful, mm-hmm. uh, not this year, but the. <laughs>
0: I was gonna start our whole conversation yeah. off, to be honest, asking about them, uh, even though I know nothing about it. But I guess I'm glad I didn't.
1: <laughs> no Super Bowls this weekend. We're good. Uh, we're going to root for boston scott that's what we're doing this oh time, yeah that's so. true yeah yeah um but yeah like it, it's like it's super cheap to live here like there's mm-hmm. plenty of space opportunities to build out like you're talking fiber and stuff like new york is like a fiber lines like 1600 a month here it's like 400. so it's like you're seeing that already la is moving to texas eventually texas they're going to move out of there so it's like why not the midwest so trying to create that infrastructure and get in on the ground floor and and take those risks to set up for long-term success mm-hmm. i think is really important so yeah, I think both of us understand the capabilities and the potential that it leads to. And a lot of it is just wanting to learn. We want to know what can we accomplish with the tech that we have? How can we innovate and, mm-hmm. and kind of really lean into it? So um, it is partially kind of us doing favors for each other. You know, they've got a lot of really cool tech that they want to experiment with. And I'm That's like, cool. let's do this. And, now you can take this product and sell it to your partnerships and be like this is real-time usage of this this is what it could be you get
0: to play with the toys (laughs) yeah and
1: like again it again it's that's the kind of stuff that you have to do is like how can this benefit both of us like selfishly this really benefits me but how can i make it sense to you and those are the those are the conversations and the you know the real conversations you have to have uh, because at the end of the day it's a business you Mm -hmm. know studio time is not cheap it is between using like an Ursa 4k camera and having staff and yeah. studio space, like it's very expensive. So yeah, there's, there's things like that, that I'm very lucky that I have built the connections that I have and I'm, I'm able to work with the people mm-hmm. and, um, and you've obviously been here before the, the Midwestern nice is definitely a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but we're not both unrealistic to the fact that at the end of the day, we need to both get paid. We need to make money on this. So how yeah. can we do? That? So yeah, it's, um, it was definitely a, a looking at the analytics and, and kind of noticing the trends of where things were going and mm-hmm. how to do that. And it's like, I can't grow or be better if I'm spending every day making of it. It's just not possible. You a, you I have a whole infrastructure and, change. Yeah. So it's like, I, am it's a massive risk. Like I'm, I have lost, I don't even want to think about it right now. Um, <laughs> but like the revenue that I was pulling from YouTube is pretty much negligible. Like all my, like I make no money off my YouTube channel. Yeah, And before it was enough to pay my rent like three times, four times over.
0: Because of the, the, like the new ventures that you're trying to set up yeah. the new foundation. Yeah.
1: It's, but those are the investments. Like I, I, I told myself like, it's going to be risky. It's going to be scary, but I'm re rein, mm. I'm reinvesting in myself because I believe in it and I'm passionate yeah. about it. And it's, it's something that again is not going to be uh just like three years ago when I was trying to build my channel in the first place. Um, I have to be willing to take that risk to find and and try new ideas and see what sticks and what doesn't which again goes back to the analytics and so far analytics show that retention rates are higher click-through rates better uh watch time is significantly better and people that do watch are dedicated i know people who have already told me it's like that video came out i made myself a drink and then 40 minutes went by and like to sponsorships i can sell that now i can turn around and be like this is a show people are sitting and watching dedicated and not moving from their seat for mm-hmm. 40 minutes that has some That's good retention. that has some pull yep <laughs> yeah so those are the types of things that you're seeing but it has to be done in a right way Is that your you average
0: right to do it. view was 40 minutes or is like uh, well, obviously there's very, all I mean, with views there's always like a good uh, probably yeah. 40% average drop at the beginning but yeah
1: i mean i'm i'm very lucky that the the fan base i have is primarily older um so they're okay like they're all, with just
0: throwing it on and sitting through it. Yeah,
1: I I throw like a lot of people use my content as like a podcast. They'll mm-hmm. hop in, they'll hop in free play and just listen to it and they mm-hmm. they love because it catches them up on stuff while they're still able to multitask. You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who will, you know, put in like an ear uh, like an earbud and like walk around the house getting stuff done, but then they they treat it that way, but um I'm trying to both provide that while also give the visual appearance that yeah. that people also like to to make sure they want to tune in, you know. And it's a lot easier to have that happen when You're not watching a video every morning for 10, 15 minutes. You just like last of us has been blasted on socials for HBO. Uh Give me a Saturday night. (laughs) Yeah. It's been fantastic. Give Mm -hmm. me a Saturday night. Give me an hour of your time. Hopefully less than that moving forward, like 30 to 45 minutes. And that's it. And you're good. And then you don't have to pay attention to Twitter. You don't have to pay attention to Reddit. You don't have to Mm -hmm. like out of sight, out of mind. I'll see you in two weeks. Here's everything you need to know. Out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot easier and frees up a lot of time for a lot of people. So, and that's feedback that I've gotten. Everybody I talked about, about going to this, like long form stuff was like ecstatic. They're like, I prefer your long form, long form rather than your short form. So it's like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a like a non-educated decision. Like there was definitely a lot of thought and it was, I, I talked about making this change well over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like a year of analytical diving and like checking all the numbers and stuff like that to be like, okay, I can finally do it.
0: Yeah. And
1: like putting those plans of like securing a studio space and. Yeah, man, it's, it's exciting,
0: but it's scary. Oh, dude,
1: it's terrifying. <laughs> it's, but like, it's a good terrifying. It's another challenge. You know, like yeah. I, I'd never want to become complacent in my career, whether yeah. it be a broadcast talent or otherwise. So yeah, we're taking massive risks, and that's just one portion of what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, I'm assuming that anything else you can't talk about.
1: <laughs> uh, hopefully, a video out either this week or next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Nice. That's okay.
0: That's good. Hey, you have to keep making moves because again, it's a. Uh, I think part of part of what drives it is the fact that we enjoy doing this stuff too, right? Like, yeah. that, I think that. Oh, I love what I do.
1: I'm very lucky yeah. to do what I do. Uh, I could be, you know, working retail nine to five and hating my life and dealing with Karen's all day, or I can be sitting on my couch scripting out a video and something I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. I'll take that any day of the week, even if it means taking a risk and not having the same revenue yeah. as stable as it wants.
0: Hey, I guess I feel like I feel like people that take risks though are, are people that are living a bit more. I mean, hey, I, and nothing to people that I I know people that are like you know what I want to stable. I want to I want to work this job the rest of my life. I want to have two kids. Uh, I want to have a spouse, and and that's to me happy. I will die happy even if I never leave my city. And people are okay with that. And if that's your life, that's too. But I it, for me, I feel like the only way. Um, the only way that you're living is if you're experiencing as many emotions that the human mind is capable of experiencing and throwing yourself into stuff like this. Again, you're you're going through excitement. You're going through pride. You're going through um, uh, happy moments. Then you're going through scary moments of this whole thing happening. You're sad when something doesn't work. You're going through depression when you're like, okay, am I not good enough to grow anymore because I'm stagnant, right? It's There's so many emotions. And to me, and I'm assuming you're going to feel the same then is that the more emotions you're feeling, the more alive you are.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, I encourage a lot of my, my audience to be critical thinkers and, and challenge themselves in this and that. Like I'm a, I'm a firm believer that like, how are you supposed to grow unless you put yourself in uncomfortable positions? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're complacent and with what you have, like, I, I truly don't believe that you're going to like grow in the way you could. We talk about being, um, well-traveled, what that actually means. It's like, Yeah, I love traveling because I get to learn new cultures, new people, new experiences, different perspectives, all those things, which make you more well rounded. So I think that same thing applies to content unless you challenge yourself or, you know, you try different things while it may not be successful. Like I personally right now don't care about views at all. It literally does Mm -hmm. not matter Mm -hmm. because I am just trying to learn. I'm trying to look at the analytics that matter, which is retention rates, when they drop off, what kind of things that are being Mm -hmm. said, like this first year is just learning. I know I'm not going to operate at a at a profit. Not going to happen. Not possible. But if I can learn something and then continue to innovate and get better, Mm -hmm. like I, I have, the the value I am getting is I am spending money right now to invest into learning and becoming more knowledgeable about the thing that I'm working on, and it's it's a long term goal, you know, and that's totally fine. So yeah, challenge yourself. You have to. And if not, you know, no power. You know, power to you if you if you're happy. No power to you. Yeah. So that completely wrong, but like how are you clipping like it it. and sending it. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you're, if you're happy with what you have and that, you know, you find enjoyment and fulfillment in that, like mm-hmm. awesome, you know, like I'm never going yeah, to be upset about that. But yeah, I think there's, there's something to be said about creators or people in the space. Like people get really deterred. Like the amount of times that you and I have had to feel the question of like, I want to be a caster. How? And mm-hmm. my response to that is you'll never make it. It's hard. You just won't. And a lot of people go, wow, that sucks. That's rude. And then they're deterred by it. It's like, that's the issue. If me saying you're never going to make it is enough to deter you, you, never you gonna do make not it. <laughs> have, you don't have the ambition, the drive, the, you know, like you, you won't, it's, it's a grueling thing. You have to put in a lot of thankless hours. Yeah. Look at all the community casters. Look at all the TOs. Look at all the admins that are doing volunteer work every night for how many, you know, I mean, you know what it was like back in the day with VVV, like mm-hmm. we casted three nights a week, eight, eight nine, hours, 10 hour days, like no that. breaks. Yeah. And then immediately after, we did VOD review until like four or five in the morning. And the only reason I know that is because you and I would message each other at the same time, be like, "Oh, did you see this thing?" It's like, "Oh, you're still up." I'm watching it.
0: Yeah, we'd be on uh, Google Hangouts, is what it was at that point. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) but like, but like that's how we that's how we improved. You know, some people Mm -hmm. just want it more. It's why I'm so happy with Gen G. Like those players, simply are just working harder than other people. Yeah. No, that
0: I mean, I guess that's a good route to 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 rock into some Rocket League right now. If if any but he's even watching this and if there's any viewers still still along not maybe expecting just Rocket League we'll give you some of that how about how about we get some Rocket League so looking at the North American region right now it's like uh yeah Gen G is something else uh is this a, is this a, a BDS Dignitas level of thing or more where what, what more do you need to see to to have it hit those those highs cuz right now this is unbelievable three regionals in fall split and then winning the major and now they've won the first regional here and it even when it's like close games they're still getting the wins and they're just it's insane like it's it's ridiculous how good and how well this team works together yeah i um
1: so my concern with with genji was always you guys haven't faced adversity like you guys haven't had that tough loss where things like it's it's super easy to be in good spirits when your worst performance in five events is second so i am curious on what's gonna happen if they do drop out of groups or they don't make a top eight and like how they react to that um right now everybody's playing catch up to genji because genji is doing all the right things they're working hard they're holding each other accountable their communication isn't excellent like things are going well and they're going extremely well so i'm still like curious on what will happen but there's a reason why they are successful. Like I've talked to Jack about this and some of the other guys and Ollie. It's like, realistically, if you're a rocket league pro, you scrim two to three hours a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it. Like maybe you play rank to keep your hours up. You got replay analysis here and there. Yeah. And while rocket league is grueling, it's mentally draining. You are spent. If you get a standard eight hours of sleep a night, and then you scrim for three hours on a high-end. That is 11 hours out of your 24-hour day. You have 13 hours for school, friends, mm-hmm. family, content, whatever you deem fit. What are you doing with that time? And for Gen G, it's playing the game. Playing Jack, Jack will go and win a regional and then take an hour break and then go stream for another six hours. Like, the That's guy damn. is grinding grind. and he has the workout. And it's like, immediately after they won the major, the first thing Jack says, he's like, you know what? We're still early in this this season. We're we're gonna take a little bit of a break and then we're gonna get right back to it. And mm-hmm. that's how he says after he wins a three hundred ten thousand dollar tournament. Mm-hmm. Like again, they're doing the right things to set them up for success, and I'm very happy that they're being rewarded for it. And it is setting a a new bar and a new standard for all these other teams that
0: mm-hmm.
1: quite honestly have been lazy. And that's not as a it's not calling anybody out in particular, but it's like. You are being compensated extremely well to do a job. It's why people mm-hmm. like Garrett have been around for so long, because no one's really had to tell Garrett, like, hey, man, put in the hours. Yeah, no yeah, one's yeah, telling yeah. him, like, hey, man, you have to play twos to learn this new meta. Yeah. He's doing it on his own, right? And that's why he's had the career that he has. Uh, but the realistic side is, like, how do you tell a 15, 16-year-old, <laughs> hey, man, you're not working 40 hours a week. Like, you're playing a video game, this and that. And, I, I again, I don't want to discredit, like, Rocket League is grueling. Mm-hmm. It is so mentally draining it's Very as a, repetitive as a, too, com- right it's yeah as a, as a commentator doing color commentary like your brain is melted let alone mm-hmm. competing and having the competitive stress on top of you as well like i totally understand but there is going to be those kids that just want it more and yeah. when you get into the rlcs that's when it begins everything else before that was easy now you have to work even harder to stay where to you're stay at there yeah and for a lot of them they just don't and then they have the harsh reality of like, okay, I didn't put that time effort into b- brand, brand building or content or, you know, creating those connections or whatever it is. And now you see them starting to retire. So that it's like, well, okay, now I got to go back to university. Maybe that's fine. You know, maybe yeah. these people are using Rocket League as a way to pay for college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it just depends on what they want and what their desire is. But your job is to be the best. Like you got to put in the time and Genji is most definitely doing it. all so- three of them.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, too, though, if it's because uh, obviously we, we talked about this earlier, finding a balance, like well, finding a balance yeah. when it comes to um, the the work life, the grind. Obviously, people that really enjoy it are going to put in a lot more time inherently. But um, yeah. it, it's and but everyone's breaking point is, is, is a different point, right? Like everyone has. The certain amount. And that's something I've been trying to find myself recently of, okay, when I, when I do something, I got to do, I got to do it till I don't want to do it anymore. I'll play, I'll stream. uh, And I, I, when I used to stream, I would stream for six hours at a time. And then when, uh, I, I, by the halfway through, I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I got to keep streaming. So, so I'm like, if I'm not doing six hours, I'm not doing a proper stream. Um, but recently I said, no, I'm gonna stream until I'm like, I'm starting to zone out. Let me get up. I'll go. Maybe I'll go up for a walk. Maybe I'll go edit a YouTube video for an hour and a half. Maybe I'll go play a video game that I haven't played in a while. And I found that this has found or gotten me a better bat. I'm more excited to do the things I want to do. That's why I'm sitting down and recording these podcasts now. Because I'm like, you know what? It's time. I can do this. I I feel less drained by giving myself those boundaries. But the the problem again by, by saying the only way these teams are gonna catch up is if they put in more hours, but you know, what if it's a hard, it's a dilemma because it's, what if that pushes them past the boundaries yeah, think, that make them even worse?
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely a work-life balance. Everybody's different. It is yeah. a generalization. I think, you know, on the chalk cast, Johnny also mentioned it too. Like you're talking about how a lot of these kids had structure before, you know, when they get out of high school, they, they lose that. You know, before you had to wake up, you had to go to school. You had routine you had obligations you had practice you had you know mm-hmm. there was structure in your life and all of a sudden you graduate and all of a sudden the only thing that you are required to do technically is wake up scrim and that's it and as a young kid again i'm not saying this as someone who's trying to attack players because i know there's some people that will probably be offended by it when they see it And i'm not trying to call you guys out or be like you guys suck this and that but i'm just saying like as someone who has lived that life like mm-hmm. some of our pros I have lived twice your lifetime. This comes from a place of respect and understanding. (laughs) Like I have been there. I have been a snot-nosed 15-year-old kid who thinks I know everything. Your brain literally hasn't developed and allows you to see that outside view. It's not possible. So I know this isn't going to get through to you, but- I was going to say, we didn't listen to our
0: parents when they told us. Yeah, (laughs)
1: again, but it's like, I have seen the ones that have done it that are proof in the pudding. You look at the Rizzo's and everybody else that have set themselves up for success. And it's like, here's a prime example of this, but- Again, waking up at a decent time, getting a full night's rest, working out, working on your physical and mental mm-hmm. health, you know, the balance between personal life and work life. It's why I commend Nolly so much. Nolly moved to an entire different country and despite all the scrim and practice he's putting in, he still made sure to go outside. He went shopping for retail therapy. He went and experienced new foods and stuff around Toronto. He put himself out there because he knew sitting in the same facility all day, every day was not healthy. And it's like, I can't be the one to tell you to do that. You have to identify what those what those things are, those mm-hmm. things that allow you to get through the day or find fulfillment outside of just... Like, Rocket League cannot be your life. You can put time and effort into it, make it your job, really, really be passionate about it and work hard, but yeah. you need to find fulfillment in other things too because what happens when you have that bad regional? What happens mm-hmm. when you have a really tough loss? Your what happens when you have to gone, find yeah. a new team? Your life is over. So, yes invest in relationships with people you care about, mm-hmm. friends, family, significant other, whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, when Rocket League goes away, what do you have?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have I have working out. I have my physical health. I'm invested in this hobby that I have. I, you know, These other things that make it so the the tough things aren't as tough as they were. And it's like, how are you supposed to tell that and encourage a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid where the reality is, is their only job in life is supposed to mm-hmm. do their homework? And chores and make sure that mom and dad aren't pissed off and now they're thrown in front of millions of people mm-hmm. under scrutiny and they gotta listen to reddit think of some fabricated nonsense of why they should or shouldn't be kicked
0: and it feels like everything that's, they're doing is still for other people i mean the homework yeah and it's there. it's
1: and it's so tough like i i mm-hmm. cannot imagine what it is like to compete at that age and deal with the societal pressures as well as the way that social media is so instant like yeah. well, that's
0: why i've, I've i'm I honestly feel for on him. the side I feel for him. uh of of having the age raised to 18. I am. I am definitely I'm, on that I mean, side. It, everybody's like,
1: "Yeah, Jack, you're so smart." I'm like, "Guys, I talked about this nine, ten months ago." Like, <laughs> yes. It is. It is in every other esport, Every other mm-hmm. esport is trending to it because I do think 15 is too young. I yeah. really do. Um, and it sucks, but you put in a grandfather clause and retroactive it. But I do think it is a step in a direction, just for the well-being of these kids. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not trying to make another. Pro have to wait this and that. I know it sucks, but like I do think long term it is extremely beneficial for these kids.
0: I mm-hmm. really do. Yeah, no, I'm. I when I was when I was 15, you know, what I was tweeting about. I was tweeting about uh, like emo Lincoln Park lyrics, right? Like, I, you imagine how 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 is a personality if I was doing that right now and and I was followed by 50,000 people? How how cringe everyone would be about like it just be Again, like they're, i'd be destroying myself <laughs> to
1: grow up you're forced to grow up so fast and like for all of us like mm-hmm. obviously as the ones like the casters, is always the older ones in the scenes usually the way it goes but like you know when i came into the scene i was 23 24 was which is still older yep. than like 99 of all the pros mm-hmm. so like i started my esports career and i still had so much growth and learning to do like mm-hmm. i i think back of the difference between me being a freshman and me being a senior in high massive difference in perspective and, yep. and life experience and everything else. That's only over the course of three years, four years. So knowing that if players could start at seven, I think 17, like your senior year, that way you have the ability to decide if you want to take like a gap year or if you okay. want to invest in college yeah. or whatever it is. Like, I think it's a good, uh, a good in between to where it's like, you're kind of in that pivotal moment in life where it's like, okay, I need to make some decisions. Yeah. I have a, I have a, decent career path and if i decided not to go pro at least i can go into collegiate you know get my college paid for you know know, there's opportunities so Mm -hmm. i think 17 is what league of legends did i know valorant's doing that and like they just added and implemented their grandfather clause but again that also comes from the other side of like psionics like Mm -hmm. hopefully schedule continues to get to refined and we create some opportunities so it's not like these guys are working a 10 and a half month season with no breaks and a six week off season and you know like there is things that are that can be done both on the organizational side as well as like in your own personal lives that mm-hmm. that set you up for success both mentally physically as well as just your well-being but at the end of the day it's like you care for the kids you, yeah you really do you want them mm-hmm. to be successful and mentally stable mm-hmm. and, and you're seeing more and more that people are tweeting out mm-hmm. about like the stresses
0: and the strength they're going to like monkey moon yeah a bunch of them are, are just be- swishy, which i think monkey is important moon and too. arsenal like yep. yeah i, 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 I think commend think them for good. being open yeah.
1: and honest about that stuff it's it's something that you know Obviously, when we were growing up as a guy, it's like, oh, you know, to keep that in. Of, yeah. yeah, like you need to feel it in your chest and you need to bury it down deep until it destroys you when you're 30. It's like, <laughs> you know, like, no, be open, be honest and, and yeah. be willing to communicate and, and be vulnerable with each other. It's, there's so much hate in the world and so much shit that's going on. It's yeah. just like terrible to see. It's like so much easier in life. And again, not something as a perspective that I had until I got older, but it's so much easier to be happy, like genuinely happy for your friends, your family. And their successes than it is to feel jaded or slighted because you weren't part of that you know it's like mm-hmm. he's got the time
0: man it's just
1: it's not important yeah I don't know.
0: no it's it's and it, it, kind of back to um what you said too before about um having those other those other things those other hobbies um things for you is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a monetary thing i mean my you know it's not at all. obviously it's good to have another thing to back you up right but yeah. um it, it it's it, it you're right. It's a lot of it's about having that something that if if you were to lose again um your your job as a, as a pro player, that thing that you're putting the, your main thing, your main squeeze, the thing you're putting everything into. Do you still have something you can fall back on that isn't for other people? Right? Sure, you do other things. You you play uh, or sorry again. You're doing your chores as you said. You're doing your homework. It that's not f- for you. And I think that's where I've felt better recently is that I I. While I am trying to grind out, I with this will be my third or fourth YouTube channel uh, that I'm I have on the go right now. Um, but it, and of course, I'd like them to be sustainable in their own way. But it's it's also something that is allowing me to try new things in different ways. Or um, I also again telling myself, okay, if I go for an hour and a half of editing something and I don't feel like I do doing it anymore then the video doesn't go out tomorrow. I have rough deadlines, but I need to step away and make sure that I want to come back to editing this. Not that I feel like it's a trudge. So I, I, I'm i making those things things for me by taking that time away. And everyone's going to have to find their own system. But yeah, I think it's, um, you're right that it's, you need to make sure that it's not just a monetary thing. It's things that you have for yourself. Like even if you just working out, having a health, being happy with your health, as you said.
1: Yeah, I mean, so late december like probably a couple weeks after after rotterdam i put out a tweet saying i feel guilty being this genuinely happy um and of course there's terrible people out in the world that try to ruin that for you because it's like oh this person i for whatever reason don't like i need to make sure that their happiness is is something that they can't have so weird there's some there's some really awful people out there and have done some really terrible things but those are based upon like active decisions i made you know not doing the daily stuff anymore having more free time to focus on friends family people i care about You know, Uh investment in new projects and myself and picking up a new hobby, just like spending time outdoors and like doing these things. It's like. Those are the types of things that you're mentioning, right? It's like Mm -hmm. invest in yourself, be selfish with your time and do things that make you genuinely happy because Mm -hmm. it is infectious. Um, There's a guy in the Slay the Spire community who replied to it and said, remember that happiness spreads. It isn't something you're keeping to yourself. It's something which is making the people around you as happy as well. And it's like that same thing applies like it is very infectious if you're walking through the hall at school and someone you don't know smiles at you. It lifts your spirits yep. like it is that thing that just it, it can make your day so it's like by just focusing on your mental and everything else I feel it will also carry over into the gameplay like you'll mm-hmm. be more enjoyable to be around communications easier. like you're less on edge like there's a lot of things that make a difference that it sucks because while we do have people like prof and out there that help on the mental and help these kids understand these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's something that will happen unless they go through that life experience yeah. and learn it on their own, which is, which is very That's tough. It's a great cycle of life. I, eh? Sometimes you just yeah.
0: have to experience it to understand it.
1: Yeah. Which is again, like there's a lot of things that have been happening on the timeline lately. I'm like, I mean, they got to find out somehow, like I can't baby them through this, but they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to figure it out. And we all go through it, you know, like, you know, you're dating that girl. You know what? That girl's going to break your heart. We all know it. We all see it. <laughs> <We> see it. <laughs> but like But, like, every guy has had that big breakup at some mm-hmm, point in his mm-hmm. life, and it destroys him, but we come back stronger, you know? That mm-hmm. allows us to, you know, put in the hours and, and focus on, you know, other things. Again, it's that yeah. perspective that it is very tough to expect a 15, 16, 17. Uh-huh. You know, even, like, these young 20-year-olds to, to understand that. When they live such a different perspective online yeah again when i i make the joke all the time on my stream when i was 15 i went to soccer practice i barely did my homework and i tried to get becky's number (laughs) and i did not succeed at becky's number ever so like f in the chat that like (laughs) those were those were my responsibilities you know don't be a terrible person to my parents because they provide for me do chores around the house etc but like my expectations of what my obligations were in life were very low yeah i was not traveling across the world competing for hundreds of thousands of dollars with people who rely on me mm-hmm. long-term contracts that i was signing for a, like an insane amount of money and then performing in front of fans and this and that and the, the pressures it's like i do not have a single clue of what that was like at that age and i feel for these kids because it's got
0: to be tough it got to be so tough mm-hmm. if 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 uh, this is an out there question if we could connect our, our brain and share certain experiences with these younger folks, do you think that would be better because then they can see it through your eyes, your perspective of the things you went through, or do you still feel like there's value in them actually experiencing it? Do you think as a society we'd, we'd advance so much faster if we could like hive mind share the ideas with a younger generation?
1: I I think it is it is a good concept and like I think we would progress a lot faster, but I also think that cheats them out of the experience. Um, I, I do think it's really important for, for these people to be able to experience the things in their own way and react accordingly. I think we'd lose a lot of individualism, mm-hmm. um, whether you love or hate Zoomers or all that kind of stuff. I think the, be- the biggest thing I love about that generation, they are very accepting. Uh, they're very yeah. welcoming to other people and cultures. Also, and they knowledge. give
0: us the word yeet, which I got to say is a fantastic word. And I really hope that eventually makes it to the Webster dictionary because it's just it's yeah. a great description of just yeah. aggressively throwing something without control. I don't know. It's great. I give it to them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I think, again, like as great as it would be to encourage and educate and kind of get mm-hmm. through that that knowing process. I think that's where the patience comes on us. The onus is on us as the mm-hmm. generation to be like. You know what I was also there I also had to go through something mm-hmm. you know I have to be the bigger person frustrating as it is even though yeah. I told you I want to shake you like hey I, I told you like what are we what are you doing why didn't you listen but yeah I did the same thing I did the same thing when I was a kid mm-hmm. and it's gonna history repeat itself that's why I'm now the old man get off my lawn kind of mentality like again it's it's a part of life so yeah I think it's on us to to have that perspective but I think it would be cheating these people out of that experience and for them to come mm-hmm. to those conclusions on their own through their own experiences and to take that away from
0: them. So for for your experiences right now just looking to um just look into the future with all the projects and everything you have um on hand do uh, what what is your uh, short-term success and then what is your long-term let's like I want for for people that are fans of you like what what like what's the expectation for your goals so that they can maybe from the outside look and be like, Oh, that's cool. He's, he's hitting his goals. Um, he's not hitting his goals. He's a complete failure. No, But like what's a, what, what are you? what are your short-term and long-term Probably. goals? We're going to be, it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm ammo. giving him an ammo for the comments. So you, yeah, in God, six months wait. if he doesn't do this guys start chirping him. in the Yeah.
1: I think a uh, short-term girls, short-term goals Whoa. is, um, <laughs> I, um, I want to hold myself accountable again, like it's, yeah, I mean, you know, as somebody who's freelance, like there's nothing forcing me to get out of bed every day to oh, make these videos yeah. or work on these projects. Right. So it's like, um, I'm holding myself accountable to, because I have made it public, I, I need to put out these daily videos. That's no longer the case. There was big projects with a lot of production quality and I want to continue to improve and make those better, whether it be this new show I'm working on or these other projects that hopefully get, you know, released. Over the course of like bi-weekly or whatever it is, you know, like heavy, like car bug type videos and stuff like that, like being able to produce and make unique and creative content that hasn't been seen before in Rocket League, like continuing to push myself short term. I want to make sure that I stay consistent with that, Um, you know, whether it be three, four videos a month or, you know, every two months putting out like five to six, whatever it looks like. Um, Short term is that long term. I want to help an org uh, be part of a team. It's something that like, there's been a lot of individualism, uh, obviously in your career over the last seven years, eight years, but I would love to become part of a team and have that like team environment and that investment Mm -hmm. and, um, and help use the experiences that I've had over the last seven years of working numerous positions in this industry and, Mm -hmm. um, and make like an actual impact. Like I would love to be part of the big conversations, the leadership, the organization, the, you know. When you when you look at ownership groups and stuff like that, the board members, like, I would love to have the opportunity to work my way up and get to that point where I can like actually help make the decisions that yeah. matter um, and be part of a team. Because everyone be else is fun.
0: dumb and they need to stop making dumb decisions.
1: No, I think again, <laughs> different perspectives, both traditional, non-traditional, very, and stuff like that. P- like, PC way of putting it.
0: Yeah, different perspectives. They're still they're wrong. No, me. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, no. no, I mean, it's
1: it's totally true. Like there is so much to be learned in this space.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, no one has the answers from people, yet. That, from people that come from different industries. And it's like when you get a, a collection of people that are open minded enough to hear each other out and like have that discourse. and that conversation, like it's mm-hmm. only going to lead to some pretty awesome stuff. So yeah, I think just getting the opportunity to do that and learn. Um, cause I think that's what it really comes down to is like, while I have, experience in this space and have seen a lot of different things, what works, what doesn't work. I'm also not opposed to being told like, hey, like, this is why we aren't doing this thing. This is our perspective on it. And it's like, oh, you know, shoot, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Like, that's only going to help me mm-hmm. become better as a person or as a, a business person or whatever I'm focused on. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to continue to try to put myself in those uncomfortable positions and uh, and learn from different experiences in life, whatever that entails. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's exciting. It's exciting to think about.
0: With, uh, I mean, like the, putting yourself in that inv- that inv- these investments right now with uh, that's an uncomfortable position. Do you you mentioned you feel like things are going to come to to the to the Midwest? I mean, you see James Bot too tweet note um, with the studio that they've got over in um, yeah. in Michigan uh, as well. Like, I don't know. It feels like a, f- a few people are, are thinking this is is this something that. Uh, you truly believe a lot of stuff is going to come that way in the United States? I, th- I think it has to.
1: Um, again, the infrastructure is going to continue to build out. But like you look at the cost of everything, it just makes sense. Yeah, like sure. <laughs> we had a guy from New York who immediately was like, I used to live in Green Bay where I'm from. And he's like, yeah, I'm moving like I I can run this exact same production company remote as everything is gone. And I can do it for a sixth of the of the price renting costs, overhead and everything else. And I'm still gonna pull the exact same revenue I did mm-hmm. when I was in New York. What am I doing? So I think you're gonna to continue to see that which is gonna help this economy grow and flourish. You're gonna see more tourist attractions and mm-hmm. development in the city and grants. And like, again, like that opportunity is there. So it's just a matter of who's gonna do it first. And you're already seeing it in the areas like Milwaukee, Madison, you're starting to see it in Chicago. You're starting to see it in. Mm-hmm i don't know if i would go with grand rapids michigan as the as the staple but you know like, james is hoping that's, it is <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's home so it's like when nothing else is going on it's like yes i would love for wisconsin to be known for sports dairy products and esports why
0: not <laughs> throwing another one on there
1: yeah like why not like what do we got to lose yeah. so the grant money's there you know schools colleges are invested like mm-hmm. there's a chance for a really good infrastructure it's not gonna happen overnight but yeah it's the same thing like you look at these these big tournaments and conventions they they run in places like indiana now what's in india i don't know like the colts cool like again there's a lot of opportunity that these people are seeing how expensive it is to run things west coast east coast Mm -hmm. etc and they're like well why don't we just build it by a big airport and bring people here for cheap
0: what what's uh what's your thought because uh uh recently here um uh, in my local area, uh, a College Conestoga has uh, started their esports uh, program. Mm-hmm. They just got their initial round of uh, uh, money and budget put into it. And they want to do more later. Where they've got the the land center set up, people can just go and play on their off time. They also have dedicated setups for their teams. They have a few teams across different esports. You know, they have a team that's trying to you know play for the CRL and uh, for Rocket League. What, what would you ever be willing to like jump into? the education side of things or that's something that's like kind of out of like creating a curriculum for for esports not not even necessarily being a manager of a team or a coach or anything but creating a curriculum to run people through um you know setting up a broadcast and teaching people from the the radio section to do commentary or the people from from tv broadcasts to do switching and directing and stuff or setting up a a whole a holistic um, you know, year one, year two, year three, year four straight through curriculum. Would you ever be interested in something like that? Or is that, I think like right
1: now it's too early. I I don't think it'd be something that is beneficial right now because it it is still like, I think traditional still holds it back a little bit. I don't think people are really fully invested Mm. and willing to do that. But Mm. I mean, you look at other countries, like I've talked to Fruity about this, when he was in high school, they had courses for esports, where they emphasized like, this is a three credit class that applies to university where you learn about teamwork and communicating effectively and the things that go into more than just clicking buttons. It is, you know, time management, scheduling, yes, you have to work hard with practice and create good work ethic and, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into esports that are more than just, you know, hey, I play video games. So did he go through um, the program? I think so. The last time we talked, he's like, yeah, these like these are courses that I could take when I was oh, okay. in school, I'm okay, like, so we are, know. we in the United States are so far behind in comparison to that. But, yeah. you know, in like countries like Denmark, yeah. Counter-Strike is king. You know, kids look up to mm-hmm. the simples and stuff like that yep. as what could be a, a legitimate career path. So I do think that stuff that, you know, eventually will come to be, um, you know, obviously like the, the NCAA and the collegiate system and doing high schools and all that kind of stuff, like creating leagues and, and things like that. Like, whether it is enough for you to go pro or not, I don't think is the point. You look at collegiate players trying to make it into the NFL. You're talking only the top of the top can to go play in the NFL. And even some of those top players only have like a year or two in the league. Mm-hmm. So just because you can't turn it into a professional career doesn't mean it's not going to exist and provide opportunities for a bunch of other people, whether it be for furthering their education or providing a, a space where they can learn to have those social skills there's team and you know, life skills that are really important. So, I do think eventually it will become a staple, just like sports. Mm-hmm. It's just not everybody falls into that mold, and it is going to take a while. I think for the traditional that is now to finally get out of its own way and be so you like, don't yes, want to be is another avenue
0: involved, or it's know. just you I, don't think it's you don't, don't, don't want it yet. I, I
1: think it's. I don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime. I I don't know. I really don't. Do I, think, I really don't.
0: Well, how how old are you think you're going to live? I'm hoping, I'm hoping probably not, at least a hundred. right? not
1: no. No. <laughs>
0: Too old. So, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, with, with modern technology, I mean, we might I, be able the, to live that know. long with healthily. I
1: don't know if the Earth is going to be around that long. That's a know, good man. point. Like, I'll, give
0: you, <laughs> yeah, I'll like, give you that one. I'm
1: thinking like 65. Like Earth might be in a pretty iffy place. Like we're talking about like 30 plus years from now. I don't know where we're going to be. What's but. your
0: out point that you tell them to? Pull, <laughs> this is good, good, took a turn. What's your out point where you tell them to turn the uh, pull the plug? If uh, if you're like if, uh, can't do certain things, what's your <laughs> Uh Oh, that just do
1: it. Like if I if my living is me sitting in a bed, operating off of
0: machines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, is that really living? Yeah, oh, I mean, you got oh. intellectuals. I mean, look at I mean Stephen Hawking did wondrous works and enjoy you know enjoyed. Obviously, he was yep. very limited to to how much of life he could enjoy. But I mean, there's possibilities. I guess I, I I've said it a second. If I don't remember. Who my loved ones are? Yeah, okay, that's yeah. Pull it, pull it then.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's again got really dark real quick. But... I don't know. It's just yeah lots no. of things you think. Dude, about. We we watched we watched the episode with Frank and Bill, and all of us are like, yeah. Know, pull the plug, like hey. yeah. We're, we're all cool. contemplating life now. This yeah, is... no, yeah. I don't know, man. Like I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like I think educating, and I've I've been blessed to do like motivational speeches at schools in the districts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like encouraged because it was something that I wish I had when I was a kid. So. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just don't know if that's like my go-to. Yeah, it's, it's not based where the passion is right, right now. Yeah, again, and maybe that changes in the future. Maybe that is mm-hmm. one of those things that, you know, in the future, I'm just like, yeah, this is a thing that I challenge myself with. Creating yeah. a curriculum and, this and that. I, I think you're seeing kind of the meta right now for a lot of creators is creating courses that are sustained revenue, providing that product. Like you're saying of, mm-hmm. hey, you want to hit Grand Champ? This seven-part course is mm-hmm. how you can get there. Kind of like those things are definitely uh, opportunities for, you know, additional income and revenue, but also might be something that you find passionate, you know, it might be fun to educate and encourage people about how to do that
0: stuff. But yeah,
1: yeah again, I think the difficulty with that, especially with like casting and stuff, it's, it, it's all comes down to experience. You have to put in the reps. Yeah, so.
0: And you have to make mistakes. And, and that's why like I, I just bring up the the curriculum things because it, it, it's something that I feel like I... I don't know, and I'd have to learn and make mistakes. But I, I, am with you when when you're talking about before of taking those risks. Like that's something that helps keeps you going. Keep, makes you feel alive. Yeah. It's like I, I kind of wanted. I want to do stuff that I know I'm going to fail at initially, or maybe I don't. Who knows? But like something that I might fail at, and something that when I feel like when you have that willingness to fail immediately, you kind of accelerate that Dunning uh, Kruger Kruger graph where it's like okay let's get to the part where i know i don't know anything about this as quick as possible by failing as many fail states as possible to accelerate it i feel like willing to fail is such an important uh, a million people have talked about this but it's such an important level to success
1: also way better way to learn you know like obviously negative reinforcement is not something that's ideal but uh, most people have a a better reaction to it and Mm -hmm. the like the reaction to it is like, oh, wow, I like I really don't like this feeling. These are the reasons why, and they learn from it very, very quickly. Um, it's also why like even when you apply it to Rocket League, the team that is at the top that is staying at the top while everybody else is trying to beat you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they are being exposed to why things don't work and why what you're doing works, which allows them to adjust to make better changes. Through, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, people view failure as a negative thing when they really shouldn't. It's an opportunity to learn and grow and improve. And um, I think it was just something that was instilled when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I don't necessarily think failure is always a bad thing. Um, Yeah, it sucks, but it's kind of that gut check and it wakes you up and it's like, okay, well, how can I improve? How can I get better? So I think it's the same thing. Like, I, I hope everybody in life travels alone at some point because it forces you to grow. Like you have to mm-hmm. being in a foreign country where you don't speak the language and you're like what do i do now what like you'll figure it out yeah and you're going to grow so much and you're going to appreciate the experiences you have it's so,
0: a uh, it's something i way to grow. i uh i say i mean obviously it's a little easier for for me to say as a, a, a male six three that you know i can go around but like i've i yeah. genuinely is some of my favorite moments is whenever we're traveling um, whether it's for an event or just out by myself is is going out by myself in a city I don't know and exploring and finding something, just looking, feeling the atmosphere. Yeah. It genuinely, I agree with you, is so rewarding and uh, it gives you time to, to reflect and contemplate on, on things, I think. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are
1: just kind of scared of their own thoughts right now and being left with their own thoughts. So yeah. we, you know, phones, entertainment, media, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Like, trying to do a much better approach of like, when I am out with friends and family, or if I am in a situation at mm-hmm. the FOMO, forget about what you're missing out on. Life's going to continue to go on. Like you can always look back at Twitter later or whatever, but like, be in the moment, enjoy it for what it is. Cause yeah. again, before you know it, it's going to be over. So it's really sad to think about like, I, I can guarantee you there's going to be a point where like, I'm going to blink and I'm going to be old and gray and be like,
0: what happened? Okay. So, I got to tell you, man, this past year, I found my first gray hairs in my beard. Oh, I'm not there yet. Thank it's GG. I'm well, so glad I got yeah. my mom's hair, dude. <laughs> if I have my
1: dad's hair, we'd be
0: bald. We'd be oh, in Oh, I got test. up here. I do. Yeah. But yeah, down there, uh, yeah, it's starting to. A no, gray, I don't have that yet. Uh, I'm
1: lucky. Hair. You got a, you got about a year or two on me. So Hey, the good thing Maybe. is that I,
0: I feel like the silver fox look might be not too bad. You know, I think it might work. <laughs> hey, as long as Tessa likes it, that's all bad. Yeah, right? like, she said she does. So I hope she's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know i i that's why i did i'm doing this podcast is i feel like i i wanted to sit down and and just talk to people i mean i i of course i i always just write notes just to make sure i'm if i think of something with adhd it's easy to forget stuff but i didn't once look at the any of the topics or anything i i wrote down i just sat here we chatted and i listened and i asked the questions i i wanted to absorb things out of uh, things out of your head and uh, um, and I want to do that more with people because I feel like it's, it's something that we don't do enough. Again, we're we're on our phones, uh, especially with with uh, just the attention span with things like TikTok ruining our attention spans. Is just uh, yeah. to sit down and do this can almost feel physically uncomfortable for a lot of people. But it's something that I think you kind of have to do. Have that have that moment of silence where no one says anything. I think that's yeah. perfectly OK. Right. Like, I think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's um
1: It's kind of going back to the things that we really appreciated, you know, like I, I saw a video of like an old YouTube video from like a decade plus ago, when things were very green, very raw, nothing was edited. It was just like I recorded this video because me and my friends had a good time Mm and it got uploaded and it exists as it is. And you just look at how much simpler life was we we didn't really know what was going to happen with the technological advancement of internet, let alone, you know, smartphones and everything else like to literally have the world's knowledge in your pocket was something manage. that was so unfathomable when we were kids like it was never on the thought process mm-hmm. like you know we're very lucky that you and I both grew up in an age where we got to see that that rapid advancement between analog to digital you know but video games like, right really blown up bit, to yeah. be yeah in 3D like we got to live both ends of it not only do we relate to our parents generation with music and everything like that but we also know relate to the zoomers to an extent because we lived it we breathed it we understand it mm-hmm. like, i'm not struggling on how to use my touch phone like i'm a dad grandpa are, not to put them on but <laughs> yeah it's um yeah, again i think i'm very appreciative of that but i'm i'm trying to be better about taking a step back mm-hmm. and um, appreciating you know the the relationships the people that i'm with in like in a really real way yeah. yeah. again i spend my whole day plugged in on the computer working on the digital this and that you know keeping up to date on all these things and it's just like when i'm in my free time i want anything about that i just want to be able to like that's why i was so like the genuinely happy tweet like i took time for myself and just roamed the streets Mm -hmm. of amsterdam Mm -hmm. Went like ice skating went to the van gogh museum like did all these things and i'm like i didn't look at my phone i didn't work i look at work i didn't give a shit about anything else other than what i was doing in that moment Mm -hmm. and it was just it was just like the greatest experience and it's like I haven't done this literally in a decade, so yeah, definitely being selfish and as much as possible.
0: And it's something else too. It's like I I've loved to hear um, is is other people's happiness and and trying to enjoy that happiness with them. Yeah, I mean you said it too with that reply on the Twitter. Is that like the the happiness infects? In the happiness will trade and and but allowing yourself to feel someone else's happiness is something else too. To genuinely be. Not just say to someone, that's awesome, but to think about it and say, that's freaking awesome that I'm so happy you had that moment. Because if I was in that moment too, it would be great. And, And feeling that empathy towards other people's happiness is something that's helped me feel a lot happier recently too. I love hearing those stories.
1: Yeah, I think it's, again, it's as you get older and you get wiser and you start to allocate. We're so like, wise, man. We're so wise. No, I think it's just <laughs> through, life, through life experience and stuff like that, you start to put into perspective the shit that actually matters. Mm-hmm. If nobody's ever read it, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is an incredible book about yeah. allocating what actually matters to you in your life, selfishly. Like, mm-hmm. what do you actually care about? And why are you allocating time into what some rude person said on the internet or this or that, which is obviously very difficult you when- public space that we are but um i'm not gonna lose sleep overnight over over some person who just like i put out a video and some dude was like uh glad to see that you know you can afford a shirt but when are you gonna get sleeves or this or that and i'm like dude i didn't get my tattoos for you clearly you can just tell me you don't like my tattoo like i don't lose any sleep over that like it's just i'm like i don't know what's going on in your life to where you feel like you have to care so much about my physical appearance or this or that when you could be spending that time and effort on your loved ones or your passion your hobbies you know it's like or again, taking in
0: the happiness of that person rather than fighting them right like yeah enjoy their like
1: happiness. i i just don't understand like why that is like uh obviously this 2023 so far on the timeline especially for the rockley there's been a lot of negative stuff there's been a lot of you know criticism or trying to bring people down or get canceled or like this kind mm-hmm. of stuff it's just there's been a lot of that it's just like man i don't know why people chose 2023 and are like i'm picking violence yeah. <laughs> this is what this is what i'm going to allocate I my time so it's like so it's like again just trying to surround myself with the people that genuinely i can be happy for supportive of and yeah. while also trying to do the same thing for myself so yeah it's um there's not enough of it in the world uh, the world's a pretty pretty rough place now i think i think part of it so is just that enough. we've
0: we've been conditioned to just assume that the person on the other side is immediately going to disagree with us. And we take a defensive stance immediately um, without, I mean, I had a conversation just the other day with someone on Twitter, uh, which was good because both of us disagreed. Uh, They said that uh, episode three of The Last of Us was a two out of 10, Um, just because they they thought they're like, wow, Frank was a dick. He's like, uh, we'll be selling, selling the go, the minor spoilers, I guess. But um, he's like, oh, I'm selling, uh, he's selling his gun without asking him. Like that's, which kind of, I guess he's got a point. It's kind of a dick move, right? But for, for Bill, that was something Bill needed in his life to teach him something. And if Bill is happy, that's all that matters. And that's the perspective I took from it, right? Um, and, and we had a conversation that was just a very long Twitter thread um, it's very hard to talk about this stuff on Twitter, but neither one of us got angry. Both by the end, it was like, "Hey, thanks for having this conversation." It was glad to because no one is neither one of us just magically happened to assume the other person was going to be mean. So neither one of us were were mean. So I think it's important that we don't take that stance of assuming a disagreement means animosity or means agitation or yeah. anger. Right? It doesn't have to.
1: No, I think um, you know it's this balance between like. Again, pros creators, this and that. Like at the end of the day we're just you No? Know, yeah. I think a lot of people a lot of people forget that. Like because you can sit behind your keyboard and anonymous and this and that, you can make these claims or say these things and no repercussion. And it's it's tough because you see it obviously a lot on the pros where because they are competing and again, the right to criticize is there, but it's like yeah. people forget at the end of the day, like it's he's just a kid. He's just a person. D- yeah. Just a, he just happened to stumble his way into his circumstance where he finds himself lucky to do what he loves or, you know, yep. whatever it is. Like people forget the human side and the human element of thing. And mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I try to remind people about as much as I can. Uh, cause there is a lot of mental health issues going mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, at the end of the day, we're just people, you know, I feel... trying to figure it out as well.
0: Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm winging it. I yeah. always have been. So I feel like we're we're going full boomer mode, though. We're telling people, get off your phones, go outside, and <laughs> we're turning dad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: no kids for me. Yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> I, like to, I like to stay up at 3 in the morning and play video games and, and not have to deal with the baby, too. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, on that, though, you've been talking all day because uh, you're, again, on the grind. So I, I, I just got to say, man, it was uh, a blast to sit down and, and and chat with you and, and have a talk like this because it's it's been too long. Um, so first off, thanks for, for taking the time. Always, man. Um, uh, don't say always, I'll be calling you tomorrow. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I also want to, uh, most people watching this are probably already gonna know where to find you, but it doesn't hurt in case anyone stumbles across this and is still here at this point. Uh, where is that grind happening for you right now? uh leaf on all socials <laughs> uh,
1: l-i-e-f-x all yeah, socials yeah, go yeah, follow yeah. and support me i'm working really hard uh no jokes aside man uh yeah it was it was awesome to just again I, as soon as i found out that you were going to be you know stage hosting back in rotterdam like i was ecstatic cause, Again, like we we go back like mm-hmm. you're you're the reason why i have a career in this industry Realistically that, so, like, I, obviously i worked hard and the, put myself in a position but we were able we were able to grow together you know yep. so yeah, it was it was awesome to see a person that I, you know, care so much about after three years of that removal mm-hmm. and then to see you, you know, still being successful and doing your thing. And, you know, you're still the same old goofball you always have been is is really rewarding. So, again, I think we're very lucky that in this this industry that we get the opportunity to travel and meet up with like our friends, our family, you know, once every three to five months, whatever it mm-hmm. is. So, yeah, awesome to see you, you know, keep pushing through and doing your thing and just well, catch thanks. up. That's why. <laughs> again like i'm always gonna take this call like obviously we both live busy lives we have other things mm-hmm. going on there's so many things that are happening but yeah it's like you always want to take the call for the people you care about so yeah man um who gives a fuck what i'm working on or what i'm doing to find me like none of that shit matter
0: it's lawler everywhere so go go do it but uh uh i i gotta i gotta show you soon uh to my new wrestling move that i'm working on so i'm <laughs>
1: You need to. You need to still make that compilation video. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> it's 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 been five years.
0: <laughs> uh, that is true, and I gotta try to find them. But let's uh, uh, <laughs> make a fifth channel. It'll be fine. A fifth channel. <laughs> yeah. The grind continues. Hey, anyways, uh, thanks so much, man. Uh, it's been a blast, and uh, you know maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. Maybe in the studio, got Maybe if I can uh, somehow make my way gladly. over there, so that would be super. I cool. would gladly have you out. Hell yeah! You always got a place to stay hell yeah okay cool well we'll uh we're winging it and if you guys are enjoying it you know what to do subscribe notifications on and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying these these conversations with people I don't plan on stopping them we're trying to uh, we're trying to absorb and learn as much as possible and I hope you learned with us today so shout outs to uh to Adam and shout outs to you guys thank you so much for watching and we'll uh we'll see you in the next episode I suppose